Welcome back, everyone, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. Yeah, it is Mardi Gras time. Uh, we've Steve, we've gone from rodeo to Mardi Gras on the uh-huh. podcast. That's the way we are in Fort Worth. We have the it's rodeo season and Valentine's season, and then it's Mardi Gras season. Then we get into Easter and Mother's Day and all that. But Mardi Gras is a bigger deal in Fort Worth than ever because now they have a uh, Mardi Gras parade. And so with us to tell us all about Mardi Gras in Fort Worth is Cindy Wheeler from Tributary Cafe on Race Street. Hello, Cindy. Hi, thanks for having me. What in the world has possessed you to have a whole Mardi Gras celebration and why Race Street? Well, I'll tell you, you know, Race Street, the upcoming new area, and it's getting a lot of attention. And since we opened Tributary Cafe, we have learned that there are a lot of Cajun Acadians, a lot of people from Louisiana that uh, relocated after Katrina and has stayed. And so the culture is really growing. And I feel that Fort Worth needs to own a Mardi Gras for these great people that have decided to make this their home, as well as the culture itself and the food. People enjoy it. The celebration's great. So we thought Ray Street's a perfect street for a parade. Not too long, very walkable. So... We jumped on it. Y'all been having a lot of Race Street kind of little street street festivals. Seems like I see it on Facebook like every couple of weeks. It seems like y'all are having something. Yes. Once a month, uh, second Saturday, we do Rollick on Race, which is just vendors and we have music and that sort of thing. And that's mostly artists. And it's turned out really, really good. And then we've got three major festivals a year. One was in December, which is called Winter Solstice, and it's a music festival. Then we have Mardi Gras, and then in June we'll have Summer Solstice Music now, Festival. Now let's tell people right up front. I mean, the Mardi Gras is on Tuesday, February 25th this year. Uh, it is always on Tuesday, but February 25th. But the Mardi Gras on Race Street in uh, Fort Worth, it's uh, not too far off uh, Beach and Airport Freeway. It's uh, And it's on Saturday, February 22nd. And what are the hours? And give people the address in case they uh, they want to know now. Okay. It is uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday. The festival is from noon until 6. The parade is at 2.30. And it's in the 2900 block of Race Street. Now, what will people see? And what are you serving a tributary for the day? Oh, well, we've got a lot of good things. We are doing, um, I'm going to start with dessert, if that's okay. Yeah, we, we like that. We're going to do a Mardi Gras float, which is basically a king cake ice cream with a beta root beer my goodness yeah dusted with gold and purple and green glitter sugar so that'll be fine we've got Natchitoches meat pies boudin balls etouffee a smoked pork jambalaya we, we got a good list going you just come try everything <laughs> wow but uh, so will there be a little baby on top of the float there is a baby on the float <laughs> okay <laughs> well you know uh, people talk about cajun restaurants and a lot of people go to papado it's you're probably the biggest and most familiar and has a big uh, you know, celebration with a lot of hurricanes almost year round i don't i don't think people stop on fat tuesday i think they keep right on going at papado but it, it's the the biggest but there are a lot of little locally owned Cajun restaurants, some of them Viet Cajun, that do a really good job. And talk about your little Cajun restaurant and how you got started. Basically, um, during culinary school, I was doing my apprenticeship uh, with Neiman Marcus, actually, and I would have to get there at six in the morning. And 
I'd spent a lot of time in Louisiana, and one day I passed this place on the square in Waxahachie that said Crayola Cafe, opening soon. And I popped in there, and I met a lady. She was from Louisiana, and I, she didn't have a chef, so I helped her open it. And in six months, it was too much for her. I bought it, and I just kind of continued with that niche and did a lot of studying in New Orleans and all over Louisiana, New Iberia, a lot of places. And so I've tried to keep it very true to their culture. And um, I think that's what's kind of made it go well is that that's the biggest compliment I ever get. And we do have a huge Louisiana-based clientele is this is real. And, and Steve, uh, you know, for people who haven't been to Tributary Cafe, it's very homey and uh, things come out of Cindy's kitchen like they would come out of your kitchen at home. You used to work at another little home-style Italian restaurant. Yes, Yeah, yes. that you were at Nona Tata, Nona right? Tata. So the same kind of spirit of Nona Tata that feels like you're in someone's uh, you're in someone's house or in someone's garden, and they're bringing you things that are that are fresh from the kitchen. Is and it I, a little bigger than Notatata? It's a little bigger than Notatata. It, it has a, a uh, has a, a few tables and a full bar on a really nice patio. So, but it's uh, shrimp dishes, uh, seafood dishes. Uh, the other day, I came by for lunch, and I had uh, this this uh, snapper, this grilled snapper, that was just the most fantastic. Uh, snapper. It was the kind of thing that I, I mean, I've said for a long, long time, you never get snapper here like you get on the coast. And this was just an excellent snapper lunch. It was like $13, $12 or something like that. And of course, that rich brown gumbo that everybody talks about. Cindy, I, I, I'm almost scared to go digging in that gumbo. What all's in that gumbo? Well, we've, of course, got your traditional uh, trinity, the onion, celery, bell peppers. We do a really dark, dark roux. Uh, we make our own seafood stock that we dilute it with. And we. it just kind of depends on the day. It's always shrimp gumbo. But sometimes there's crab. Sometimes there's oysters. Sometimes there's fish. It just kind of depends. But the basic every day that you will get will be a shrimp gumbo. This is what some of the Viet Cajun restaurants have added. They, you know, obviously now there's all these crab leg restaurants that everybody goes to, uh, and, and there's uh, Red Claws in South Arlington. I tried to go for lunch the other day. They're on a 20 minute wait Monday at lunch for, uh, for a, a crab restaurant, uh, and then Crazy Crab on 360 in Grand Prairie. They had some of the best gumbo that I've had a long time. You have good gumbo. They had. This great gumbo that was just full of shrimp and crab and had shrimp arranged around the bowl. It was one of the best bowls of gumbo in a while. Uh, so you have all these uh, Viet Cajun crab leg restaurants that are sprouting up. How do you differentiate between what you do and what these restaurants do? Well, we're very proud of this. One thing that we do, which is we're the tributary, which runs from here all the way to the Gulf. Um, but we the try tributary to tributary of the Trinity River. Correct. Mm -hmm. And we try to keep um, our seafood true to the Gulf. So we only, every once in a while, we might veer on some sort of special thing, but end of the day, we are Gulf seafood. You don't have Pacific, you know, Copper River salmon or anything no, like that? It's absolutely all, not. Okay. Uh, and the, and you, we want to be clear, it's Gulf seafood. None of it is Trinity River seafood. <laughs> That's <know>. correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just we, you know, we, we do want to yeah, be clear about yeah, the that. the tributary, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the Gulf. Steve, where do you like to go for Cajun food? You go to Bure's or Rezu's, or where do you like? Uh, Papado's is normally where I go. Papado is yeah, such right. a, you know, the Papas family does such a, 
a big elaborate job mm-hmm. with everything, you feel like you get a big dinner and a good value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's feel, a large plate of food. Yeah, you feel like you always get a lot of. You know, I I think, uh, and you know, there's there's a a Cajun culture that came to Fort Worth when Scotty Marks opened uh, Razoo's. The Razoo's chain started in Dallas, and uh, when the first location was in Richardson. And Scotty, the chef, is from Lake Charles, Louisiana. And so he brought all his recipes, and they opened, and everybody in Richardson said, oh, no, this is too spicy. Scale that back. Tone that down. Oh, it's too hot. So then the second Razoo's opened in Fort Worth in Sundance with the same food, and everybody in Fort Worth said, this isn't Cajun food. This is too wimpy. Put some more powder. <laughs> put some more spice in this. Come on, you know, where, where's, you know, where's the flavor? So uh, Scotty knew that Fort Worth – was really tuned to spicy food and Cajun. So Scotty eventually opened his own Bure's restaurants, which I, I tell people, and not competing with tributary, Bure's is out west in the uh, Boat Club, Eagle Mountain, and mm-hmm. Hudson Oaks. I tell people that, that Bure's is the westernmost border of good Cajun food. <laughs> I don't think you can get good Cajun food anywhere west of Bure's. Mm-hmm. So you have Bure's in the western suburbs. You have Trinity uh, Tributary near downtown. And then you have a, a lot of the, uh, you know, I, I don't know if uh, Crazy Crab or Red Claws will be having Mardi Gras, but I know that uh, that most of the other uh, restaurants will. Do you have any other Cajun restaurants that you sneak off to when you're not? I do. Actually, two sisters in Hearst. Two sisters in Hearst. Phenomenal. Two guys that relocated here after Katrina and... It's funny because it's two guys. But yeah, not two sisters. Right. I think they just sort of took a little spin off of the uh, two sisters in the French Quarter. So mm-hmm. really good. Nothing and, fancy. It's just really good home home cooked food. It's good. And I really miss Pierre's in South Arlington. He just does catering now. Right. But I noticed for Mardi Gras, he's doing like a big party in Irving and a big hotel event in oh, Dallas. And that's great. He does a he's a, a actual, you know, Katrina uh, relocation chef. And uh, he, he's, he does a great job, too. Well, I've talked enough about everybody else's restaurants. Uh, talk about your other desserts besides the king cake float, because you have some. Oh, and you also have, is the fried chicken like you would get in New Orleans? The fried chicken is our specialty. It's um, We didn't get that from New Orleans or anywhere else. It's just our recipe. It's just good good fried chicken and it's pan fried chicken it's a skillet fried no it's, it's deep garlic? fried it's, deep, it's fried? deep fried and brined for three days really right mm-hmm. i mean that that fried chicken's popular yeah so what are you brine it in this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage no matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. It's a secret. It's a secret. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> More than pickle juice. Uh, yeah. And, and it's not pickle juice. Not okay. pickle juice. Okay. Um, it's, what about the uh, parade itself y'all are doing? Do you know what's going on there? How many people in the parade? Um, Right now, I think we've got uh, close to 20. I think we've got about 25 different entities. They that throw are beads? Oh, absolutely. So it's is it how much is it like a Mardi Gras parade? 
Uh, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> not we actually do have a place across the street now with balconies. So, yeah. you know, what they do is what they do. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, okay. No, oh, oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> I got it now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> You know, Steve, I know we need to talk about some of the other food news here, but I I, I wanted to ask her about her desserts, too, because okay, you were going to talk about bread pudding. Um, yes, we will have bread pudding. We always have bread pudding with pecan praline sauce. Yeah. We do homemade key lime pie. Yeah. And beignets. That's yeah. our new big deal. And then, of course, we've got the Mardi Gras floats. Yeah. And that's, there's there's a, like, there's a couple of vendors now doing beignets, and you're doing your own beignets. Are they Cafe de Monde type of beignets? They're or? Cafe de Monde style, yes. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you want people to be sure and get when they come to Tributary? When you come, don't miss the... Always ask the fresh fish speech, uh, feature for the day um, because we always source. I've got a great supplier that is based in Louisiana, and so we're always asking them, what do you have that's new or unusual? And so if you ever come and we have the sheep's head, definitely try that. Really? Yes, it's fantastic um but always ask what the fresh fish is we always have snapper but ask what else we have because sometimes it's hard to get and when we do we try to do it right just, so. just a clarification sheep's head is a fish it's a fish <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that has teeth that look like people oh <laughs> so, okay yeah, yeah, i think i've seen well, that before yeah the- well basically what it is is it's a a, a fish that it's not that hard to catch, from what I understand, but they're very hard to deal with. So mm-hmm. they use the fishermen usually throw them back. Mm-hmm. But um, a few chefs in New Orleans started experimenting with them and said they're delicious. And so I jumped on board, and and they are. They're del- okay. it's delicious. You don't ever have any Escalar or Wahoo anything. Oh like no no no. Okay. no. <laughs> She's laughing because she knows why I'm asking. Yeah, no Escalar. <laughs> yeah, that Escalar is Escalar is is a waxy fish, and it's somewhat of a. Let's just say it'll get you up and moving after you have a, a dinner of Escalar. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll, it was yeah. actually banned from the United States for a while. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll it'll keep you busy for a while. Well, a lot of the sushi <laughs> restaurants serve it as white tuna, is what they call it. Oh, it's, it's Escalar. Yeah. Well, it's Escalar, yeah. It, you know, Escalar will, uh, it'll, it'll, yeah. it'll expedite you. Uh, right, right. It has an enzyme that we can't digest. And it's an intense fat content. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, Steve, we got a lot of food, just news items that we mm-hmm. had to cover. Uh, you know, Provender Hall is about to open. Marcus Pasley took me on a tour of Provender Hall. Uh, it's all, you know, he's putting it in the horse and mule barns and the stockyards, mm-hmm. which have opened, Mule Alley. Uh, mm-hmm. The Shake Shack is open. Next door between Risky's Steakhouse and Mule Alley mm-hmm. is Marcus's new restaurant. It'll be an American Bar and Grill, uh, smoked chicken, uh, smoked pork loin, chicken fried steak, uh, burgers, salads. This is the chef from Clay Pigeon, uh, who's doing something that's more stockyards tuned. So it'll be a great look for the Provender Hall is the the hayloft over the stallion barn in the old horse and mule barns. So that'll be opening uh, this spring. Uh, and over by TCU, the new Hyatt Hotel, we found it this week. Uh, Bob Samble from Bob's Steak and Chop House will have a restaurant there named the Goat Hills Grill. So it'll be the uh, kind of the tribute to Dan Jenkins and the Goat Hills Grill at the Hyatt. Uh, Tim loves restaurant Jamelli. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Tim loves Jamelli. Jamelli, uh-huh. uh, which we talked about here and visited. Jamelli was named one of the top ten new restaurants in Texas. Yeah, we had the uh, had Tim Love on uh, one of our podcasts. Oh, ago. he was so excited, uh-huh. and uh, you know Jamelli has had a real roller coaster start. It was too crowded first, and then you know people you know, you know kind of 
kind of backed off for a while, and now it's real sunk into a real steady pace. Mm-hmm. I went on Super Bowl Sunday when everybody was watching the game. I knew I could get in, and I had a great lemon chicken. Mm-hmm. Well, you, and, you can get in anywhere, bud. I had a great lemon chicken and a great Casio e Pepe, and uh, mm-hmm. you know it's just good, good steady. Uh, you know, Italian small dishes and yeah. small plates, and the the pizza. So, Jamelli top ten restaurant, new restaurants in Texas. Uh, barbecue, Steve, have you been out trying barbecue? Uh, not lately. Boy, the new stuff in uh, south of Kennedale, Goldie's Barbecue uh-huh. opens this uh, this weekend. Now they had a soft opening last weekend. It's such a big deal that Brandon Hurtado from Hurtado in Arlington. Mm-hmm which is about to open its permanent place. But Hurtado posted on Facebook, go to Goldie's, the Fort Worth barbecue world is about to change. All these Austin pitmasters came home, and, they, uh, and, they are, uh, and they're opening Goldie's. Uh, it, it is on uh, Dick Price Road, south of Kennedale in the old Kenneth's True Pit. It's a back road barbecue joint. There was a line out to the farm road last Saturday to try it. They're bringing all the Franklin... Uh, you know, John Miller, uh, they, they, you know, uh, Micklethwaite, they're bringing all their talent uh, mm-hmm. to come to, to Tarrant County and open up Goldie's. It's been like a, like a barbecue explosion here in Tarrant County. There have been 20 new barbecue places in the last few, uh, just, just in the last few months. And there's mm-hmm. so many of them. Uh, Dane's Craft Barbecue has gotten so much attention. Mm-hmm. And Derek Allen's, you know, they, they're just, you know, all of them off to such a good start. Dane's is over on the west side and uh, Derek's on the south side. Uh, I wrote about uh, the new uh, Tex-Mex place in Sansom Park, Bernardo's. It's across from Mescalas and from uh, El Paseo, where everybody really likes going. There's a new place called Bernardo's. It's run by one of the brothers from the Los Mocajetes family. And Los Mocajetes is one of the popular restaurants in Keller and Mansfield. And one of the brothers opened a smaller little, uh, more uh, more neighborhood place for mm-hmm. uh, called Bernardo's, but it has all the same uh, Los Mocajetes, the salsas and the salsa bowl and the, the salsa vaquero it has, you know, these gr- five great sauce, salsas and great sauces with the enchiladas and the, the fajitas. You can get them uh, fajitas a la mexicana where they're uh, marinated in the skillet and cooked in the skillet with the peppers and onions and just all of it's real good. Uh, one more Tex-Mex, Enchiladas Olay is about to reopen. Uh, they moved to their new location on, on Park Hill at Forest Park. And so they're testing out their drinks and, mm-hmm. and uh, about to reopen Enchiladas Olay. So there's a lot of restaurant news going on. Yeah, I, I saw it on uh, Facebook. They had taken the old sign of Enchiladas Olay and had put it on the wall on the inside. So it looks kind of neat. Enchiladas Olay on the way. Right. And they, I think the on the way meant that back when she started, you know, it was mm-hmm. uh, sauces and, and catering. And she right. would do like enchiladas are on the way to your house right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, so now it's a big deal. And she was voted one of the 10 best Tex-Mex restaurants in Texas by readers of USA Today. There's so many, Cindy, there are so many really talented local chefs. And, and you know, we just talk about this. Look at these people. We talked about the barbecue guys at Goldie's, you know, Marion Enchiladas Olay, uh, Tim Love and everything that he's doing, everybody knows about him. It's just there are so many good little chefs and good little restaurants like yours. This is why Fort Worth is becoming a food destination. This is why Fort Worth has been written about now as the the, the, the foodie town nobody knows and the place where we have little independent operators who, and we support small independent restaurants and not big corporate-owned chains. 
Papa Do's an exception. It's still family, <laughs> but not not big not big corporate owned chains. Uh, Cindy, you know, what do you think about just the the all the little uh, these great little restaurants and these great little owners? You are nodding your head as I talk. There, you know some of these people. I do, I do, it is, especially Mary at Enchilada Sole. Her story is just great, and it's kind of an example of. And I, I think the same thing with the craft barbecue, which is what you talked about, a big explosion right now. But it's just an opportunity for somebody to just go in there and do what they love and put passion in it and keep it the quality just because it stays small and it stays your craft and it stays your love. And I think that's what's bringing it in. And I think people now are becoming more aware of those kind of things and realizing I can go eat some really good food in this little atmosphere and and not have to share it with the big corporations, I guess, so to speak. So you, you could have some. You could have a barbecue place. You could have a. You know, I've told people that there should be a barbecue place on Race Street. Uh, that, that would be all pork and call it cochon, just like in New Orleans. <laughs> be and awesome, have, yes. Have a uh, barbecued pulled pork and pork ribs and, and just, uh, you know, specialize in all the great pork like you'd get in Louisiana. That would be fun. Well, and, and like I mentioned earlier, our jambalaya this week will have some of our smoked pork, pulled pork in it. So That'll be great. Well, do you have any kind of Mardi Gras atmosphere? You didn't bring any beads. Do you, can you... Can you uh, can you give us any sort of Mardi Gras holler or anything? Can you have you got a uh, uh, hi? <laughs> All right, everybody, happy Mardi Gras, everyone! And until next time, I'm Bud Kennedy and Steve Wilson. Bye.